Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to another podcast episode of Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce, and what a privilege it is to have all of you out there tuning in with us today. We're going to continue with our study in the book of Revelation. I know it's going to be a blessing to you, and if it is, feel free to like it and share it with others. If you'll go over to EstablishedInTheFaith.com, you'll find more information on how you can subscribe to this podcast. You can now get us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Blueberry, and others as well. Feel free to contact us there on the website with questions and comments that you may have pertaining to the program today. Well, we're going to go on into our study now, picking it up in Revelation chapter 8 and verse 7. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. continue our study tonight in the book of Revelation. We are in the eighth chapter. John saw a book in the right hand of God the Father, and no man was found worthy to open the book and to loose the seven seals that were on that book, except for the Lord Jesus Christ, and he was described as a lamb. with the appearance as if it had been slain. And the Lord takes the book, and he begins to open up the seven seals. When he opens up the seventh seal, it presents a time of preparation for the seven trumpet judgments. And here in the eighth chapter, we see seven angels receiving seven trumpets. Verse 3 says that another angel uh, comes up and he's offering incense along with the prayers of the saints. God answers prayer. I said God answers prayer. And I believe that the actions that we see here in this chapter Verses 3 and 4, if you and I could go to heaven right now and see what all is taking place there, we could possibly be seeing these same actions take place as it pertains to our prayers being offered up to God. Let's take a look at it. Revelation 8, verses 3 and 4. And another angel came and stood at the altar having a golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And like I said, I believe that these actions are taking place in heaven right now as it pertains to our prayers being answered. But the prayers that are offered up here at this particular time, I believe it could possibly be the prayers of those mentioned in Revelation chapter 6. If you want to flip back a couple of pages and take a look at what is said there, Revelation chapter 6, move down, if you will, to verses 9 and 10. 
And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? It could be that the prayers that are offered up at this particular time in Revelation chapter 8 could be the prayers of these particular saints. And I'll tell you why. They said, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? These first two trumpet judgments contain a lot of blood. Let's take a look at it. Revelation chapter 8. Verse 7. The first angel sounded, and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood. And they were cast upon the earth, and the third part of the trees was burned up, and all green grass was burned up. Some commentators think that this will be upon the kingdom of the Antichrist only which will incorporate a third-part area about the size of Texas. And if that is the case, uh, then it will be contained somewhere within the old Roman Empire territory, because that will be the extent of the Antichrist kingdom. A third part of the trees and the grass was burned up. That will include any residences that may be in that area. If you will, this is very similar to what took place in Egypt. Uh, Flip over to Exodus chapter 9 in your Bible, and we'll take a look at what happened there. And like I said, uh, when this judgment takes place, uh, anybody that is caught out in it, this hail and fire and blood, uh, they're going to die. It happened in Egypt. Exodus chapter 9, if you will, move down to verse 22. Exodus nine twenty-two, And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch forth thine hand toward heaven, that there may be hail in all the land of Egypt, upon man and upon beast, and upon every herb of the field throughout the land of Egypt. And Moses stretched forth his rod toward heaven, and the Lord sent thunder and hail, and the fire ran along upon the ground, and the Lord rained hail upon the land of Egypt. So there was hail and fire mingled with the hail, very grievous, such as there was none like it in all the land of Egypt since it became a nation. And the hail smote throughout all the land of Egypt, all that was in the field, both man and beast. Notice what it says. All that was in the field, both man and beast, and the hail smote every herb of the field and break every tree of the field. Only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, was there no hail. The only difference 
in what took place in Egypt so long ago is that this first trumpet judgment will have the additional blood added to it. Now, could it be God answering the prayers of those under the altar? I don't know. Could be. But I will say this. These individuals to whom this judgment falls upon, they have rejected the blood of Jesus Christ. And as a result, they will have this judgment of hail and fire mingled with blood. It's going to be a sad time. Let's take a look at the second trumpet judgment. Move down to verse 8, Revelation chapter 8 and verse 8. Now just hold your finger there in Exodus. Don't go too far with that. We're going to flip back and take a look at some more scriptures there in Exodus. Revelation 8 verse 8. The second angel sounded. And as it were, a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea. And the third part of the sea became blood. And the third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died. And the third part of the ships were destroyed. Now, some people try to spiritualize these verses. And I'm afraid when we do that, we limit the power of God. And we ignore the fact that God has done similar things in the past. I believe that what we see here in the book of Revelation and these judgments, these things are meant to be taken literally. It will happen. It is not impossible for a large meteorite to crash into the sea and to cause these events to occur. Uh, flip over to Exodus chapter 7. Exodus chapter 7. God poured out a blood judgment upon the waters in Egypt during the days of Moses. Exodus 7 verse 19. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying to Aaron, Take thy rod. And stretch out thine hand upon the waters of Egypt, upon their streams, upon their rivers, and upon their ponds, and upon all their pools of water, that they may become blood, and that there may be blood throughout all the land of Egypt, both in vessels of wood and in vessels of stone. And Moses and Aaron did so as the Lord commanded. And he lifted up the rod and smote the waters that were in the river, in the sight of Pharaoh and in the sight of his servants. And all the waters that were in the river were turned to blood. And the fish that were in the river died, and the river stank. And the Egyptians could not drink of the water of the river. And there was blood throughout all the land of Egypt. Like I said, God did it before. He could very easily perform this judgment again. Now, it will affect a third part of the sea. Now, if this judgment is restricted to a third part area contained within 
uh, the Antichrist kingdom, then the sea that is referred to here would probably be the Mediterranean, the Mediterranean Sea. And wherever this occurs, no doubt, there'll be television cameras sending it all over the world. People will be commenting on it. Scientists will be explaining it away, saying it's this and that and whatever the case. But those that read the Bible, read these verses right here, they're going to know what this is, no doubt. Verse 9 says that a third part of the ships were destroyed. Whatever ships survived the initial impact of this meteorite are going to be surrounded by dead fish. Their, their bodies are floating up on top of the water. Now, some of these fish can be huge. You imagine whales, sharks. And just all kinds of fish floating on top of the water. The water's so thick that these boats are stranded because they can't move so many dead fish. And as it stank in the days of Moses, when the water was turned to blood in his day, I imagine the smell of it's just going to be horrific. But a lot of ships were destroyed because of this. Millions of fish floating on top of the water. I, I can just imagine these pictures being broadcast all over the world and people talking about it. The third trumpet judgment, verse 10. Revelation 8, verse 10. And I'll still hold your finger there in the book of Exodus because we're going to refer back over there in just a minute. But right now, Revelation 8, verse 10. The third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp, and it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters. And the name of the star is called Wormwood. And the third part of the waters became Wormwood, and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. This very well could be another meteorite. Whereas the first one came and smote the saltwater area. This one here will smite the freshwater, the drinking water area. Now how in the world a meteorite can hit land and uh, poison all the water supply in an area about the size of the state of Texas... I don't know. But if the Bible says it's going to happen, then it's going to happen. Um, this meteorite will somehow or another poison the waters. It will carry uh, the properties of a bitter, nauseous plant known as wormwood. Uh, Jeremiah referred to it, chapter 9, verse 15. He said, Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, behold, I will feed them, even this people, with wormwood and give them water of gall to drink. This is still yet futuristic. All right, fourth trumpet judgment, Revelation 8, verse 12. 
The fourth angel sounded, and the third part of the sun was smitten, third part of the moon, third part of the stars, third part of them was darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. Whereas the first three trumpet judgments affect a third part of the earth, wherever that may be. And like I said, some commentators think that it will only be restricted to the kingdom of the Antichrist. But wherever it's at in these first three trumpet judgments, this one here affects the planetary bodies. And this judgment here will affect the entirety of the earth. It's not restricted to any one certain area. And God has done this before. Exodus chapter 10. If you flip over there, we'll see where God has done this thing before. Exodus chapter 10. Move down, if you will, to verse 21. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand toward heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt. Even darkness which may be felt. Think of that. A darkness which can be felt. And Moses stretched forth his hand toward heaven, and there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt for three days. They saw not one another, neither rose any from his place for three days. But all the children of Israel had light. In their dwellings. A darkness which can be felt. That's just creepy. But you know Jesus referred to this particular time. In the gospel according to St. Luke chapter 21. If you will flip over there and take a look at what Jesus said about this particular time. Luke chapter 21. If you came to church tonight thinking you were going to go to sleep, think again. (laughs) We'll keep them fingers busy flipping through the scriptures tonight. Luke chapter 21, verse 25. Jesus said, there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars And upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. He said that there would be distress among the nations. As scientists all over the world come together. And they try to explain what is taking place here. Nobody's going to be able to explain this away. Other than this is the hand of God that is causing it. The Bible says there was perplexity. They don't know what to do. Now, Jesus said that the seas and the waves would be roaring. The moon 
controls the tides. And if the moon is affected by this judgment, there ain't no telling what kind of horrific things could be taking place in the world at this time. Jesus went on to say in verse 26 of Luke chapter 21, that men's hearts would be failing them for fear. They will literally be scared to death. And for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Like I said, people will literally be scared to death at this time. Now, in everything that we have looked at here tonight in these verses... Notice the number of times that the phrase third part is used. Look through those verses. It's used over and over and over again. Third part. Third part. These judgments are falling upon people who have rejected the finished work of Christ. And the finished work of Christ incorporates his life, his perfect life. He never sinned one time in word, thought, or deed. But his perfect life alone was not enough to save mankind. He had to die on Calvary's cross. And when he died on Calvary's cross, that was not the end of it. He was raised again on what? The third day. And this judgment over and over again. The third part. It speaks of the finished work of Christ. You look down through this ver- these verses here that we've looked at tonight. We see the blood. These are individuals who have rejected the blood of Jesus Christ. Their drinking water is poisoned because they have rejected the only true water that's here in this world. They've rejected the finished work of Christ in totality. And now the third part of their world has judgment. Verse 13, and we'll wrap it up. Revelation 8 Verse 13, And I beheld and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, 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 to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpets and of the three angels which are yet to sound. Now, my question is this John saw this angel flying through the heavens will people here on earth be able to see this angel flying through the heavens God has sent angels into this world before to give messages doesn't happen often But he has done it before. Could it be a literal angel flying through the air? Or 
There is a satellite network right now known as the angel. Could it be that there is a preacher preaching at this particular time and the message is going out all over the world as people have dug into the word of God some? Dug into the word of God, they see these judgments taking place and they are proclaiming this message at that time over a satellite called angel throughout the whole world that says, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the voices of the trumpet of the three angels which are yet to sound. However you want to interpret it. I'm just going to throw that out there as some food for thought. God's used angels in the past, very well could be in the future. It could be a literal angel flying through the air preaching this message. And it could be broadcast all over the world for everybody to see it. My point is this. People on earth are going to hear the message, whether an angel brings it, or whether it is a man preaching, it's a message. That's what an angel is. He is delivering a message. And at this time, the message will be delivered. But notice to whom it is delivered to. The inhabitants of the earth. Now, the word inhabitants is more than just you think of, well, I'm inhabiting this area here. It means that their whole world, everything, is wrapped up in what they are inhabiting. In other words, their whole world is right here. They're wrapped up in the things of this world. They're not thinking about eternity. They're not thinking about eternal things, spiritual things. They've got their mind on worldly things. And this woe is to the people, the individuals who are alive at this time, to get their eyes on spiritual things. Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels which are yet to sound. These judgments which have we have studied about, up to this point have been mild compared to what is coming these last three judgments are going to be tough If the program today has been a blessing to you, we hope and pray that you'll share it with others. This podcast has been made possible by the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you to contact us or to contribute to this ministry. Go to establishedinthefaith.com, click on the Donate tab. All donations are safe and secure through PayPal. We look forward to hearing from you.